This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today, Democrats across the country flounder during debates. The White House urges everyone to get annual COVID shots and live action exposes an egregious lawsuit against Planned Parenthood. We've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez, and I am joined today by uh, Alex Stein, Blaze TV contributor and a host of Conspiracy Castle. Also, Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program. And we have got, uh, oh, have we got a show for you today? First, I want to thank uh, our our sponsors episode uh, brought, we're brought, I'm, I'm John Fetterman right now, actually. Yeah. This is my impersonation of John Fetterman. Uh, our episode is brought to you by Healthy Cell. They've got a bunch of really, really good supplements for sleep, focus, just a general multivitamin. They taste great. My family loves them. Uh, I take the multivitamin every day. And I'm healthy as a horse. I'm not John Fetterman, as it turns out. You can go to HealthyCell.com slash news. Use code news for 20% off your first order. That is HealthyCell.com slash news. Promo code news. So, um, I, as I just just did my best Fetterman impression. Um, I want to get to first, there were some debates last night, ladies and gentlemen, and the, these were in states that are very, it's very fascinating because um, let's talk about Pennsylvania first. Over in Pennsylvania, you have Dr. Oz, who I find personally to just be insufferable. However, he is the Republican candidate and he is running against someone who may not be Joe Biden's age, but is about as deteriorated as Joe Biden. And I mean no disrespect, because I understand that the guy has gone through a lot. Uh, he went through a, a stroke, which they tried to act as if it was some sort of mild uh, hospitalization event. And he was back and cleared and ready to go and had no long-term issues. Clearly, that's not the case here. So uh, I, I want to play for you um, John Fetterman. Beginning, the, this is the beginning, not the end, the beginning of the debate last night in Pennsylvania, uh, weirdly opening by saying good night to everyone. Watch. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Okay, uh, so just for context here as well, um, this is a man who has said he needs actual captioning uh, technology to be able to understand because he has these auditory processing issues that they say are as, as a result of his stroke. And so he required special captioning technology so that he could read what was being asked of him before he answered. Not sure why he's saying goodnight to everyone at the very beginning of the debate. Really awkward moment there, but it got worse. Okay, so I want to play a couple of these clips, guys, and then I, I want to get your thoughts on this debate. Um, so he kind of got called out by the moderator at one point, John Fetterman, for changing his position on fracking, um, which, by the way, I found these moderators to be, I mean, you always expect that they're going to be super left-leaning, let the left candidate get away with whatever they want to say, no pushback. 
they seemed to be in this day and age pretty fair uh, to both sides and pushing back on both sides as well. So um, he didn't really uh, answer his questions and he did change his positions on fracking. So during the debate, um, they kind of pushed him on that and he gave a really weird answer when uh, he was asked about his fracking stance, watch. I absolutely support fracking. In fact, I live across the street from a, the, a steel mill, and they were going to frack to create their own energy in order to make them more competitive. And I support that, living closer to anybody else in Pennsylvania for fracking to myself. I believe that we need independence with energy, and I believe I've walked that line my entire career. I believe Democrats... Mr. Mr. Fetterman, I do have a specific question, which you can continue on this topic, but you have made two conflicting statements regarding fracking. Fracking. Whoops. In a 2018 interview, you said, Uh-oh. quote, I don't support fracking at all. I never have. But earlier this month, you told an interviewer, Uh-oh. quote, I support fracking. I support the energy oh. independence that we should have here in the United States. So, Mr. Fetterman, please explain your changing position. 60 seconds. Uh, I, I've, I've always supported fracking. Um, so it, this, it got worse a, from there. Yeah, too. It, got, it, it, got, it gets worse. OK. Um, hang on to your butts, because uh, this was uh, the second part of that answer. Watch. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Yes. Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And uh-huh. I don't I don't. You, wait, what? I support fracking, and I stand, <laughs> and I do support fracking. <laughs> and I stand, and I, I don't, I do support fracking, and I don't, um, I do support fracking, and I stand. And I don't, and I support fracking. This message brought to you by John Fetterman. This is really, really bad. Really bad. I, I'm, I have not seen any polls that have come out, obviously, since this just took place last night. So we're not going to see any polls come out, uh, at least for a couple days, on how the results have shifted, right, what the polling looks like since this debate. But you got to imagine people are maybe mildly insane if they continue to support John Fetterman at this point, if they've watched the debates. What do you think? Yeah, the only person laughing more than us is Dr. Oz. He's sitting there with a smile on his face like, oh, I'm going to eat this guy for dinner. You know, he's got a fork and knife. And, and then if you also look at the angle that they're filming, these are my two complaints, other than the fact that he has a neck. Yeah, well, the neck. Same thing. He, I'm saying he doesn't have his tie. He can't even button his collar for a debate on TV. I mean, you can't even find a shirt that fits around your neck. And he's wearing the same blue tie that he wore when he met Joe Biden. So he only owns one tie. And then on top of all that, look at the angle. They put Fetterman like behind Oz. So Oz, yeah. you know, so, so he doesn't look like a huge oaf, so Oz will look a little bigger. You see that weird camera angle? Mm-hmm. That's in order to make him look less like Lurch. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if he becomes the governor of Pennsylvania, we're toast. And, and you know, fracking is one of the most technological innovations in the oil and gas industry that we've ever had, and that will give us energy independence. But these people don't want us to be independent. They don't want us to have energy independence. If they did, they wouldn't be signing these bills you know, to take us off uh, these uh, fossil fuels that actually use 
that they use to power their uh, stupid batteries. Yeah. Um, so, so in this race for Senate, okay, that clearly people are like, what's going on with John Fetterman? They released a statement saying, overall, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman is well and shows strong commitment to maintaining good fitness and health practices. He has no work restrictions and can work full duty in public office. This is what they say his physician says. Um, however, he will not release his full medical uh, report and examination, which, I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, like, as much as they hammered Trump for not releasing his tax returns, which is like, why do we care about his tax returns? What what makes that, uh, you know, an issue when we're talking about if he's fit and capable for the job? But John Fetterman won't release his medical records when there is very clear <laughs> people should be asking questions, and this is the guy who's running for Senate, probably should be able to be like, yeah, I'll get you my records. I'm like, I'm cleared. It's no big deal. Yeah, and the doctor that signed off on that was also a campaign donor <laughs> as well, for crying oh, out loud. Huh. Yeah, funny how that works. That's just coincidence. I, Don't I, worry. What I think was funny also is the, the other mysterious case that he has like a, a twin that they never extracted from his body. <laughs> and that's what I was looking for. But the way they put it there, you can't yeah. see it. Yeah. It's only at a certain oh, awkward there point. Is, there or, it is. There yeah, it is. yeah. And I think that was actually growing larger and larger <laughs> as, as the night went on. This was, there's that saying of, you know, it's like it's almost too painful to watch. But yeah. I, I reveled in the entire damn thing. It was just so glorious just to watch him melt down. I mean, everything they've been trying to hide, they couldn't hide anymore. But I think that one of the, one of the weird things about 2022 is, is perfectly encapsulated in, the, in this race. So there's two sides. One side uh, knows their candidate has the cognitive equivalency of maybe a not smart Sasquatch. <laughs> and the other one is not really a conservative. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. It does not matter to us because we want the Senate. It does not matter to them because they want the Senate. So every side's going to vote for their candidate regardless. Right. The only people we're really fighting for is those people in the middle that didn't really know where they're going. I think that will tip the race. I don't think he can recover from this. I really don't. But I do think it's going to come, uh, come down to, you know, what, 500 votes that yeah. are mail-in and they weren't sure if they were going to count them because there was no date marked on them. But this case that I'm talking about, they just argued this for another race back last year, I believe. And it actually flipped the, the vote and the Republican lost by like five votes because mm -hmm. of that. They haven't fixed their mail-in vote uh, mm -hmm. problem yet. Yeah. This is going to come down to the wire. There's going to be more chaos, just like in 2020, because of this crap. And Pennsylvania just botched this royally. Yeah, and I mean, you have to imagine, uh, this is a, an interesting race because there's no... Like, I don't think anyone is passionate about John Fetterman or Dr. Oz, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Like, there's no really strong candidate where people go like, God, I love this guy. I will show up for this guy. I will crawl over broken glass to go cast a vote for this guy. Neither of them have it. No, I mean, what do you, what do you have with Dr. Oz? Yeah. Uh, another Murkowski? Right. Mm -hmm. Another Romney? Right. Right. To where, right. he, let's say his vote puts us over the majority. You can't count it. Yeah, because exactly. he could, he could, exactly. He, how many times is he going to caucus with Democrats? Yeah. I have no idea. He's a, he's a John Roberts but or he would be a John Roberts just in the Senate rather than the Supreme Court. And he did say, I don't know if you guys saw, Dr. Oz said that he has tasted his own urine. Did you guys see that video? I'm yes. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. said that he used to he's drank. He's he's he had his own urine. And then on top of that, he also had a uh, on. And I like Dr. Oz. I like him more than Lurch. You know, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman, who I think. I would vote for Joe Biden over Fetterman if they were running in a race. But uh, also, Dr. Oz uh, took out some controversial episodes about a gay conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Dr. Oz is a goofball. Mm -hmm. I mean, for lack of a better word, but he's 
the lesser of two evils. And I think Thomas Jefferson defined democracy as two wolves and a sheep deciding what is for dinner. So, you know, it's like we're screwed either way. Yeah, we really are. Um, So I want to get to... I want to play um, a couple of these, a couple more clips of this, just how bad this Fetterman debate was. Um, He was trying to answer a question, John Fetterman, about minimum wage. And again, he just could not finish the sentence and just started to like, I guess he was short circuiting and just could not finish. Watch. Now, we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to, that's, that's the most American bargain, that if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well, true. And I believe they haven't have any businesses being, being uh, we can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't evade to, to pay their own way. I'm sorry, what? The funniest thing is, if you have you read like the act, the transcripts of this, <laughs> it, reads, it reads like stereo instructions. Yeah. You're yeah. like, what? Like, huh? Was he like, was he was he made in China too? Because he sounds like the instructions that I get from all of these Chinese. That's machinery. what it sounds like. Yeah. Another person translated what yeah. they were trying to say. Um, so, so I actually this was a great moment um, because you know we've been playing all of these uh, video clips of John Fetterman. I want to play for you Dr. Oz's response because you know John Fetterman has been living off of his parents for a very long time watch john fetterman shoots too low we want much more money than that and there are many ways to achieve that but john fetterman thinks the minimum wage is his weekly allowance from his parents he's not really (laughs) cognizant of the real challenges uh so it'll be interesting uh in in 2015 apparently his parents paid him a fifty-four thousand dollar salary i I don't know he's underpaid Really? No, he's brilliant. He deserves $150,000 from his parents. <laughs> I, it's just, it's, you know, you have all of these people who want to hold public office who really have never worked out in the real world. I mean, uh, Joe Biden, when's the last time he, yeah, Bernie Sanders. Um, I, has Pelosi had a private business career? No, but she's Besides a, insider trading. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. good job, Paul. But I mean, I, I just I, it's like all of these Democrats continue trying to run for office. And it's like, what the hell do you have to show for yourself? You've just been living off of the government teat or, you know, you've always been in this in this public space and you have no idea. You need to be an entrepreneur and create something if you want to understand how to do things like balance a checkbook, which is just what you're doing when you are in that position just on a much larger scale. Yeah, and when, when uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman was mayor, his population in his city went down 40%. So, you know, if that is an indication of what's gonna happen to Pennsylvania, and I was just in Pennsylvania, I'm sure we're gonna cover that. These are hardcore, you know, steel workers, you know, the, the blue collar mm-hmm. people of America that he's trying to appeal to, and he's not that. Even though he looks like a construction worker, yeah, but he wears hoodies, Alex. Exactly. You're telling yeah. me and he's and Beto not. Skates, skateboards. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's all a gimmick. Really? Yeah, I know. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we've got more to come. I want to get to. Uh, let's get to the New York debate after this. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So the consumer price index is increasing yet again. Thanks, Joe Biden. The stock market has been in absolute turmoil. And um, what? What? Would you ask, what is Joe Biden doing to quell the surge of inflation that is destroying American families? Oh, his solution is actually to spend more money and add to the burden. Do not bury your head in the sand while your savings get decimated. You got to talk to Birch Gold. 
They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They've got a ton of five-star reviews, thousands of satisfied customers. You need to text the word why to 989898. They're going to send you a free information kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Uh, look, you're, if you're looking at your, first of all, if you have a 401k, um, I don't suggest looking mm. at it every day because you're just going to get more and more depressed. Alex is like, yeah, yeah really. IRA, people. 401k. Yeah. You're just watching it just completely devalue your savings. Do not let that happen, okay? You've got to diversify in gold and silver. You can do that with Birch Gold. Text the word Y to 989898. It is a free, no obligation kit, okay? Uh, you got to do it. The word Y to 989898. <laughs> All right, as I mentioned, there was also a debate over in New York, which is a closer race than I think anyone could have ever imagined. Uh, so during this gubernatorial debate last night between Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul, uh, Kathy Hochul emphasized the need to get guns off the streets to fight crime. Well, Lee Zeldin very smartly pointed out that gun crimes are not the only crimes, and New Yorkers are uh, these days scared of being pushed in front of subway trains to their deaths. Watch. You have people who are afraid of being pushed in front of oncoming subway cars. They're being stabbed, beaten to death on the street with hammers. Go talk to the Asian American community and how it's impact them with the loss of lives. Jewish people targeted with raw, violent anti-Semitism on our streets. It just happened yet again. We need to be talking about all of these other crimes, but instead, Kathy Hochul's too busy patting herself on the back. Job well done. No, actually, right now, there should be a special session. The state legislature should come back and they should overhaul Castle's bail and these other pro-criminal with zero tolerance, but they're saying, elect me. She says, elect me, and then you'll find out where maybe I'll stand on this issue in January. As Zeldin pointed out, uh, New York in the last few <laughs> years has implemented this cashless bail, bail reform, and uh, these violent criminals are being, you know, they get processed and then they get released and they're back out on the streets, which is why I'm sure. No coincidence that we have seen this uptick in all of these violent crimes. So crime is a big issue uh, for New Yorkers right now. And I think Zeldin was smart to, to push on this. Um, but Hochul, oh, not so bright up here in the noggin because uh, when Zeldin was talking about all of this, she was like, I don't understand why all of this is so important to you, Lee. Watch. This, this governor, who still, to this moment, we're not, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone is- who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important. I don't know why that's so important to you. I don't know why it's so important to you that New Yorkers are, remain safe on the streets of which they live. By the way, Alex, I just, you are the the resident conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. She's, Whoa. She looks... Serious? Yeah, so I come on, conspiracy cast. Like visible yeah. over here. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm the resident in everything, and I'm the resident bail bondsman, and this is another reason why the cashless bail system is so bad, because when you go to jail, you get a bail bondsman. That bail bondsman is responsible for you to go to court, because they don't have that. So consider a bail bondsman almost like a third-party police force that's not affiliated with the government. These bail bonds, and it's their livelihood to make sure these criminals go to court. Because there's nobody responsible for that, mm-hmm. these criminals don't have anybody monitoring them, and they know that. So other criminals, when they go to jail, they go, oh, let's go to New York. Because if you get arrested, you get right out of jail. Just like a guy on the subway rubbed a feces on a woman, was out of jail in 24 hours. So that is a huge issue. By taking away guns, it's only going to leave the cops, the military, and the criminals with guns. So it's not a gun problem. It is a prosecution and uh, you know legislation problem when it comes to their cashless bail. Yeah. It's crazy New York. I remember when I first started going to New York, 
regularly, several years, multiple years, over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And everybody was a, it was a source of pride on New York is the safest city in America. Oh, yeah, they used to say that all the time. Always yeah. used to say that. Mm -hmm. None of them say that anymore. No. Nope. They yeah. can't. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's true. You, you would hardly, the, the, case, the, the, the few cases of crime you would hear were, you know, your typical, just kind of out of the ordinary, violent, like a bank robbery or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But nothing like what they're seeing just on the streets. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't have one of my kids or my wife walk down a street nope. in New York City right now. Nope. Which you couldn't say that before. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani pretty much cleaned that city up. I mean, the things that he did was absolutely amazing. Um, again, safest city in America. They can't do that now. And I don't, I don't really know when the left, I guess they just started giving in to the radical elements because they thought that that's the way the tide was turning. They mm -hmm. thought that they would, it's like, it's like Fetterman, you know, showing about like, oh yes, I support fried guys. Yeah, you didn't back in 2018 because that was considered a right-wing talking point. Right. Well, the problem is you for, they forgot who they used to cater to the most, like back in the Bill Clinton days, blue collar workers. That's what got Bill Clinton elected. Mm -hmm. Blue collar, they were supposed to be the people of blue collar workers. Now they're the people of technocrats and elites. And George and Soros putting George. in district attorneys. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so. Thank you, George. So mm -hmm. I just want to get back to what my original question was going oh, to yeah. be. We well, already went tinfoil hat with George Soros, but go ahead, sorry. Okay. Well, that's not where I wanted you to go. What <laughs> I wanted you to answer. We can go is, further. Okay, so here's the thing. She's she's very weird looking and she speaks very weird. Is she a lizard person? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, you can just tell by her eyebrows are fake and she's probably like, you know, she looks like she's ninety years old, but she's probably three hundred and fifty years old. No, and you know, we joke about the lizard stuff. She is not, she does not have the ability to feel empathy. So even if she is a genetically biological human, I don't know if she's male <laughs> or female, she has a lizard mindset and is not empathetic to the people in her own state. Do you agree? Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lizard person running for governor yeah. in New York, and we have a Sasquatch running for senator in Pennsylvania. This is getting very interesting. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. we need to do a show yeah. on this. So the last poll that I saw, just for people out there who um, are curious, I believe the last average that I saw on Real Clear Politics for that particular race was within like one or two points. For again, New York, the state of New York, we're talking about a Republican who actually could, it, depending on voter turnout, is actually has a shot at taking this. I mean, that is that just tells you in itself how bad it's gotten over there. Oh, can I just on that? Yeah, sure. So the way it f kind of feels there, I, I was living in Los Angeles when they had the recall and governor and Schwarzenegger came in and became governor. And I remember thinking I felt like a political exile in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I was like the only conservative and I couldn't talk about it in public. You know, no it was way. insane. But um, that's how it feels. And there was a few issues that didn't matter what the other issues were. There was like two or three issues that Californians were livid over. And it didn't matter if Ronald Reagan was resurrected and came in and ran for governor. They would have voted for him because of those few issues. And I think crime, mm -hmm. especially crime in New York, they've had enough. Right. They really don't care about anything else. They just need law and order back. And think about, you mentioned all those other sorts of uh, DAs. That's all over the country. Mm -hmm. How many other elections have they lost just because of that bull crap? So it's not just, um, I agree with you. I I think crime is the number one issue if you are living in New York and having to endure all of this. I, I would also say Hochul is not helping herself here because there was one point in the debate where uh, they were talking about the vaccine mandate for healthcare mm -hmm. workers. Mm -hmm. 
Now, just recently in the news, of course, New York City had their rears handed to them because they're having to uh, reinstate and back pay all of these city workers that they gave imposed a vaccine mandate on. And uh, the New York Supreme Court said, uh, yeah, guys, you can't do that. That's not constitutional. And so you're going to need to pay them restitution, pay them back pay for everything that you did that you shouldn't have done when you fired them. Yes, Jason. And, and why not some kind of legal action? Because that is admitting that they were wronged. Yeah. I mean, if you break a law, you, sh- you know, you, you, there's some consequences. You go to jail, whatever. They, they went against the Constitution. And the highest law of the land. And, and they, they knew, knew it. it. And they knew it. They knew it. They Go knew after it. these people legally. I know. And and I so I think that that's something that it should be, uh, as Corinne Jean-Pierre would say, at top of mind for all of these <laughs> New Yorkers over here. And Kathy Hochul's over here like, yeah, I would do all of that all over again. Watch. You've been an election denier, a climate change denier. You and Donald Trump were the masterful COVID deniers. We are dealing with a real crisis. And the more people get vaccinated, get those shots in arms. And I would do it all over again what I did last year, that mandate for health care workers. Oof. Yeah, that's, that you summed it up very well. Oof. I would break the Constitution again, mm-hmm. all over again. Right. All right. Well, I have to admit, though, I got the latest booster, and it was tested on eight mice. It's my favorite booster, so she does have a little... I, I tend to agree with uh, Governor Hochul on this one. You know, it... The vaccine's the most okay. important thing you can do. I... If you're out there, and you're living, and you're not vaccinated, you might as well just drive your car off a cliff. So, <laughs> so when, when it comes to the issue of COVID, the there was fight? another uh, debate going on where uh, in Michigan where Gretchen Whitmer, who is just the She's just plain evil. And she was really bad during COVID. Uh, Had kids out of school for a very, very long time. And she claimed that kids were only out of school for three months. Blatant lie. This is not true at all. But she says, no, kids were only out of school for three months in Michigan due to COVID. Watch. Governor, you've been in office for four years now. Harry Truman said the buck stops at your desk. You've had four years to try to fix education in this state. Why is it not where you would want it to go at least four years ago where you said you wanted to go. We've also had some historic challenges over the last few years, I think, (laughs) to put it lightly. You know, Mrs. Dixon says that I kept students out longer than any other state. That's just not true. I worked closely with my Republican and Democratic governors, and kids were out for three months. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I just heard an audible gasp around town when Gretchen Whitmer (laughs) said that kids were out of school for three months. Perhaps she wasn't paying attention to what was actually happening. Even We even had schools that were closed this year. This is shocking to me that she thinks that schools were only closed for three months, or maybe she thinks she can convince you that schools were only closed for three months, but you know better because your students are the ones that are desperately behind. Mm, And she is absolutely correct there. Tudor Dixon, absolutely correct, because here is Gretchen Whitmer herself back in November of 2020 uh, telling Wolf Blitzer that she's still going to keep schools closed. Watch. So there will only be remote learning uh, in all high schools, uh, you're saying, as well as all colleges and universities in Michigan? Yes, that's right. We know that when you see spread happening in schools, in large part, it is the high school ages. These are kids who have more contacts every single day. These are also kids who can adapt to remote learning, uh, online learning easier than younger younger students. And so for these reasons, we thought it made sense to get them out of the classrooms. These people really think that you're either so dumb that you won't understand that they're lying or that you have such a short memory that you won't remember what they did. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. They're just blatantly lying and they really just don't care uh, whether or not you know, but they're 
anticipating you're going to be too stupid to figure it out. Um, I want to, I know we have to go to break, but I, I do want to just remind Texans Early voting has started. Uh, yesterday, I joined my good friend Beto O'Rourke on the campaign trail for a campaign event and uh, helped him inform voters about his platform watch. Child groomers for Beto! <laughs> 10 out of 10 groomers support Beto O'Rourke. Can we count on your support too? Did you know that Beto O'Rourke is NAMBLA endorsed? Big endorsement, guys. We really need your vote. If elected, Beto will make sure we have taxpayer-funded child mutilation surgeries for children as young as two. We need your vote. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yesterday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked how Biden squares away record voter turnout in Georgia with the claim that there is so much voter suppression happening because of the new voter laws that were passed. Uh, you know, remember, Joe Biden says that these laws mimic Jim Crow. They're Jim Crow <laughs> 2.0. And uh, Karine Jean-Pierre responded that both high turnout and voter suppression can happen at the same time. Watch. Was President Biden wrong with this assessment of Florida's, Georgia's voting law, or does he stand by that Jim Crow comparison? So, as you know, I got to be careful. Uh, I cannot get into politics from here. Uh, so I won't com comment specifically on that race or on the elections or the data that's coming out uh, of Georgia. But the president has been very clear that based mm -hmm. on the, the big lie, uh, there have been a host of anti-voter policies forced on states that challenge America's fundamental, fundamental right uh, to Vote, right, the access to voting, and so this is uh, this is against our most basic values, uh, including respect for the law and the constitution. And mm -hmm. speaking generally, of course, more broadly, uh, of course, uh, high turnout and voter suppression can take place at the same time. They don't have to be uh, one; doesn't have to happen on its own. They could be happening at the same time. But I'll leave it there without being able to really dig into uh, the politics of this. Yeah, I bet you will leave it there without being able to dig into literally anything. Um, could Can anyone explain to me how you can have record high turnout and voter suppression at the same time? It's called an oxymoron, and she is oxymoronic, so it makes sense <laughs> that she would say that. I mean, I'm like, sweetheart, n no, if you have record turnout, that means more people are going to the polls, which means they're not suppressed. Pressed. What am I missing, Jason? <laughs> you got nothing here. I don't know. That's what's surprising is that you would think that if she's going to be reading so much from something, yeah. she would have something interesting to say. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I was, like, that was that written down? Yeah, yeah that was. It yeah. must have been, right? I, or maybe that was the one time she went off script and that was the only thing that she could well, come yeah, up with. You, you could tell that they were like, okay, if they if they ask about this, you got to pivot immediately and just use the politics thing. Yeah. You can't talk about politics from this platform. Because yeah. she instantly just pivoted to that and then... Yeah, because they're like, um, say say something that doesn't make any sense and then say, sorry, I, I actually can't talk about it anymore. Yeah. Mm, oh, sorry, uh, 
I can't say anything else. But man, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> I can't talk about it. I can't talk about it. Well, you know, politics. The cr- the crazy thing is, is that, you know. What, what you can, what do we consider like a fair and safe, you know, and secure election? So basically, it's like have ID so you can prove it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're against that. Um, be a citizen so you can vote. Obviously, they're against that. Mm-hmm. Be alive. Paper ballot. <laughs> yeah, be alive. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and well, I'm just saying. I, well, we can only say so much on YouTube, but it's like these people don't even want to have paper ballots. They don't even want a paper trail for whatever reason. So I mean, that's kind of fishy. Say whatever you want. Well, I know. I mean, I just want to say we had the most fair election ever, and Joe Biden got 81 Thank million you. votes. Thank you. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, all of these liberal politicians, uh, you know, if, there, if there's a blue wave, it was 100% organic. I got a theory on this. I got a theory on this. So they know that the mail-in system created chaos. Mm-hmm. Like, all everything that we saw that was fishy during the 2020 election, yeah. Zuckerberg coming in and, you know, private money to fund state election centers, all of those things with the mail-in ballots, and they're still fighting for that today, it causes chaos. And I think that they enjoy it. I think they welcome the chaos. And I think we were tipped off about what they really want to do when Joe Biden did his mysterious executive order on elections, where he basically weaponized federal bureaucracy mm-hmm. to give like an all of government you know, support towards elections, which it's a, it's a blatant overstep. And there's a reason why he didn't put anything in that executive order that says this is exactly what we're going to do. He just directed all these agencies to do something. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the backdoor conversations happened after that. But what did that mean? Because we know that they didn't get their bill through, mm-hmm. you know, to overhaul the election. They couldn't do that. So they executive order it. And then they block any FOIA request, which is what they've done. Mm. You can't FOIA them and say, what are you guys doing? You know, tell us, give us some of the emails back and forth on, as it pertains to what these agencies are doing with the election. They're blocking them all. How can they block them? What the heck are they doing? I think the chaos is meant towards going in that direction. They want to federalize. They want to... Um, they want to get federal control of the 100%. Yeah. Said that. They don't want state legislators to That's exactly what that is. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just look at this, it's, you know, I can't trust these people as far as I can throw them. So it's a little scary, uh, the harsh reality. And if there is a blue wave, uh, like I said, when it comes to those paper ballots, we can't even audit these elections. We can't even go back and double check it. So that's why I'm really nervous. So. Um, so I want to switch to, before we, before I have to go to break, I want to switch to uh, Joe Biden, who is making sure you guys know you are going to need to get an annual COVID shot or else you are going to be killing grandma once again. Watch. For most Americans, one COVID shot each year will be all they need. And if you get it, you're protected. And if you don't, you're putting you- yourself and other people on necessary risk. Oh, Okay, well, that's weird because I seem to recall them already admitting that it doesn't stop you from getting the virus and it doesn't stop you from transmitting the virus. So why now is Joe Biden saying you need an annual shot to protect yourself and others? You get a free cheeseburger. Do, are they still giving those away? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I hope so. And, and, And where was the CDC director? She should have been there, right? She should have been there at that big announcement. Where was she at? I think she's tested positive with COVID. But that oh, means, that's that right. Means it's that's working, right. She Jason. Has COVID that means right it's now. working. What a clown show. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, well, I think, what was she, did she get it five times? I think so. The yeah. shot? She I got, know Biden's fifth. Mm-hmm. Most she didn't get the sixth. That's what it was. That's that is what it, it is. Yeah. And she's going to get it soon. It just has to wait three months. Uh, and, you know, she's not like me. She's not going to go just cut the line. So, 
<laughs> I respect that. Because, well, you know that whenever you, like, you have to get the buildup in your system mm-hmm. of the mRNA so that once you get the sixth one, it activates everything. Mm. And I'm really excited. You know, the new mRNA technology is going to get rid of cancer very soon. So uh, have you guys seen that? So Yeah, it's not. Ca- it's definitely not causing more cancer. No, no, it's going to heal it. So yeah. thank you, Joe Biden. Just like he said, Joe Biden said he's going to uh, cure <laughs> cancer. He's coming right up. <laughs> All right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. here, always making the headlines. He traveled to Penn State earlier this week for an Uncensored America event with Gavin McInnes, and uh, Penn State said the event had to be canceled due to the threat of escalating violence, which obviously, of course, came from leftist students who showed up to protest, and uh, it got a little weird out there. Watch. I just want to say you guys are a poor representation of the youth of our nation. <laughs> it was like it was on command. I shouldn't have This is so much fun. Incoming. That's impressive. It's going to leave a stain, and it that, did. Did it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's stained, and I don't think the dry cleaners can clean that. But, but. That is, I mean, that is, that's, that's got some, that's got some mucus in it. That is really gross. That's impressive. I mean, yeah. that's like. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah. like when you used to like spit when you were a kid, see if it would touch the ground and slurp it back up. That chick probably would take the trophy every. I think every she's, time. she's dehydrated from all the antidepressants. So give her a break. <laughs> look know? at that fit. Why do they always look like this? Why do they always look like this? That's assault, Alex. No, it is, and you know I'm going to end up going after the university. But this is what this is like the worst part about the whole entire thing. They kept on calling me a fascist, and I think Benito Mussolini described fascism as the merger of corporation and state. And these, I'm anti-establishment. Yeah. These are the ones yeah. that are the establishment now. So it's like they don't even realize that they are the ones that are they're projecting who they really are. And, and the other thing is, it, this, this event reminded me of like a, a dog that chases a car. Once, they, once the dog catches the car, they don't know what to do. Once I went out there, just trying to talk to him, just trying to have fun, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know whether to hit me, so they ended up just hawking loogies on me. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> because um, I, when I did the... I joined my good friend Beto to mm-hmm. show my support for him. Um, I had people... It's like they, they just have to get crass. They can't... They don't understand humor... They don't understand, like, lighten up, maybe, you know? They just, everything is so serious, and they get so emotional about all of this because this has become their entire religion. It's their entire personality is defined by their politics. And so you see them just becoming so irrationally angry. Um, It's really sad to see. Well, and I think you can define uh, intelligence as being able to understand both sides of a position. And these people cannot do that. It's all identity politics. It's all radicalization from their administrators to their teachers. So I'm really almost empathetic for the brainwashing that they're under. Yeah, I'm not. (laughs) Alex is a better person than me. I'm like, nope, I'm not. I think consequences for all of them. Actually, this girl is very lucky that she didn't spit on me because uh, there would have already been charges filed. And if it would have been a 300-pound Antifa guy, it would have been totally different. But the fact that it was just some co-ed, you know, it's not the first time I've been spit on by a co-ed, so. Oh. 
Don't bring me back file to that, LSU. File yeah, that yeah, yeah, in yeah, information yeah. nobody ever wanted to know. Well, um, so speaking of all of the, the radicalism um, of the left, they have just fully embraced all things insane. There was a lawsuit that was filed against Planned Parenthood that accuses the organization of miscalculating a woman's pregnancy so egregiously that she delivered a fully formed 30 to 36 week baby boy into a toilet. Mm. Yeah, this is uh, this alleges that uh, Jane Doe, of course, she does not want to be identified, obtained abortion information from Planned Parenthood via a 15-minute telehealth conference without any physical exam. Planned Parenthood determined she was six weeks pregnant before advising her that she could obtain abortion pills at a nearby facility. She was not asked any further questions about the pregnancy, nor did she sign any consent forms. And obviously, after she took the abortion pills, we know what happens. She experienced painful cramping. Uh, pressure went into full labor, wasn't expecting to give birth uh, to a stillborn baby on the toilet. She got a vaginal laceration as the delivery progressed, and she was an 18-year-old college student at the time. Now, just for, for clarification here, uh, this lawsuit that was just uncovered was apparently filed in January 2021 and was quickly sealed and shows no further disposition because it was sealed. So now we have no ability to find out what actually happened. I mean, this is so egregious and disgusting. By the way, this is not the first allegation of Planned Parenthood doing something like this. You know, you would think, Jason, for an organization who claims that they are all about women's rights and they just want to empower women and they're the ones who care about women's health, because the story gets mm -hmm. worse. The, the doctors actually told this girl to travel with the stillborn baby across county lines to make sure she went to their facility where they could check her out and check the stillborn baby out, which they said, don't worry, we'll dispose of him so you don't have to, so that they could cover their own rears while they're putting these women in harm's way. She could have bled out. She could have bled out. And they don't care one bit because they are making money off of tricking women that it is empowering to kill their own child in the womb. Yeah, they don't give a crap about women's rights. Um, in fact, they probably would have been just ideologically fine if the, if the mom would have died as well. And I say that uh, with full research done on the founding of found, the very foundation, mm -hmm. the, the people that founded Planned Parenthood. I sound like mm -hmm. Fetterman now. Um, Margaret Sanger yeah. and uh, William Gates Sr., both yeah. eugenicists. And, and, and yeah, all, all eugenicists, but Google uh, something called the Jaff Memo, J-A-F-F-E. I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce it, but we'll go with that. Um, but basically, it lays out exactly what their motivations were, and it had nothing to do with women's rights. It was about population control. Mm -hmm. had yeah. nothing to do with women's mm -hmm. rights. They were trying to figure out how to lower the population, especially the populations of the poor and the minorities, mm -hmm. especially them. That's what it's all been about. And I think there's so many like, different things that leftists scream about today. Women's rights, equality for this, all this stuff. So much it goes back to that turn of the century era, uh, eugenicists, people, uh, people that started Planned Parenthood. And it had nothing to do with what they think the issues actually are right now. I mean, they think that they're in like the civil rights era or something like that. Everything they're, sh they're shouting and yelling about right now, these are fights that have long been won, mm -hmm. long time ago. What are you talking about? Like, what, do you, what actually are you fighting over? There's no rights that women don't have that men have. In fact, right? I would argue women probably have more uh, leeway when it comes to certain society issues. Women can get away with more than men can and get away with. And you all have couches in the bathroom. We don't have couches in our bathrooms normally. Don't? No, our bathrooms That's are disgusting, point. especially here at the Blazer, okay, because I don't use these ones. They make me use an outhouse. But yeah, <laughs> no, women have, uh, I think they do have more rights. 
That's it. That's it. <laughs> hey, I mean, that's it. Oh, all right, we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Have you read that before? Have you read that before? The Jaff Report? Yeah. No. During a briefing on reproductive rights yesterday, Kamala Harris claimed that mammary glands was a routine topic uh, of her dinner table conversation with her family in her home. Watch. Not to mention, you know, I grew up in a household where the term mammary gland was used all the time. What? <laughs> Any of the scientists here, you know what that means. You know, hormones, hormones. It was always, that was part of the conversation at the dinner table. Okay, so I that I, actually yeah. that explains a lot about Kamala Harris's <laughs> history and how she even came to be in the political sphere. I actually, I, okay, I got it. That explains a lot. I understand now. And Pete Buttigieg is a memory gland, a, a memory gland expert because he can breastfeed, so. It's called chest feeding. Please chest feeding, excuse me. Yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry for that bigoted statement. Please, don't be uh, Pete, on my please forgive me. Sorry, I apologize. I mean, it is, she is so bad at this. Boobs were always a dinner conversation at my table as well, but when <laughs> really? mom was not there. Yeah, I was, was going to say, yeah. I, um, look, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other options that there were for vice president at the time. And Gretchen Whitmer? Yeah, I mean, I feel like all of them would have been better at this. Not better people, necessarily. Not better policies, but would have been better at this than Kamala Harris. It's like they literally chose the worst one. They weren't the Tulsi. right color. Tulsi was still in yeah. play well, at that point. Yes, but then, and then I think it was. It was when Joe Biden pivoted to, I'm going to make sure that it is a woman of color. And then it got down to what there were like three of them i'm just saying she was the worst possible pick and, and, and let's not even say i don't not want it to be a woman of color just a qualified woman of color at least i mean i just want someone yeah, qualified exactly, i don't care yeah, what color yeah, they are that's yeah, the problem exactly right. ah all right uh alex stein host of conspiracy no catch Castle. her on laura ingram tonight guys sarah's gonna be on in fox news a big I interview am. check I it am. out tonight thanks alex <laughs> stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts